I mean, honestly, it's, it's your ability to do life. Mm. Right. And I think that that's what, when I, whether I hit my wall or when I stopped reffing, I realized that things weren't coming as easy to me anymore. I remember just taking down Christmas decorations off mm. the house and I was like winded yeah. and I'm like, you know what? This is not good because you know what? Family probably wants to do something later in the day and I'm just beat. Mm. Right. I'm going to need a nap. And I'm going to need a nap. Right. So yeah, it's, I think that that's, that's the end goal. I am an everyday athlete. Everyday athlete. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday athlete. Good morning, everyone. This is Jarrett Baston. Here with Mark McCain, you're listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And we have a, uh, a longtime member, Mr. Kenny Ash here today. Welcome, Kenny. Thank you. Happy to be here, guys. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so really just want to start off and, and kind of figure out where are you from? Are you from the uh, area here? Like Northern Tell Kentucky? us a little about yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I uh, actually grew up in Westchester up in that area so married a kentucky girl that everybody knows around the gym and uh, got pulled across the river sorry so you have to kind of hover on the mic so actually we've been down here i believe probably about 12 13 14 years wow. so northern kentucky is now the the second home so been mm-hmm. here a while fantastic are you uh so we'll talk we'll jump right into that story because it's a pretty good one with all the people that listen to the first five minutes, stop listening. Uh, oh, how did you and Jenny meet? Wow, we're gonna start with that right I want to start. Bat. I want to start with this because uh, we can we can go a lot of different directions. But uh, this is one of my favorite favorite stories that I think I've ever heard. All right, all right. So, I uh, in the previous past, I, I refereed professional ice hockey. So that's what uh, that's kind of my like the NHL. So did all the uh, the minor leagues mm-hmm. underneath the NHL. So if you think mm-hmm. of it like in terms of baseball, like AAA and AA. So mm-hmm. there's the American Hockey League and there's the East Coast Hockey League. Um, what are the Cyclones in? It's ECHL. ECHL. Yeah. So so I spent a lot of time doing that. I actually retired from that about uh, five and a half, six years ago, coming up. But anyways, to get you back to your 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 question, just to keep everybody interested, how Jenny and I met was um, I was actually refereeing a Cyclones game, and it was like a Wednesday night or a Thursday night game. Not a lot of people in the stands. And, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so hopefully nobody from Cincinnati Cyclones are listening. But um, you know, didn't draw always uh, the largest crowd during the week. So that's why you see the dollar beers and dollar hot dogs and things like that. So, anyways, um, it was it was in between a timeout and I was standing in between the benches. And obviously, I've done so many of the Cyclones games in the past. I get to know many of those folks and know the equipment managers and stick boys. And I actually saw Jenny and a group of her friends sitting probably about 15 rows up. And um, little and behold, I uh, (laughs) asked for a pen from the equipment manager, wrote it down, and sent him up the stands to give it to her. (laughs) So um, what did you write? I just put my phone number. Mm. So um, smooth operator. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is after that intermission, she actually texted me. Wow. So I think it was 
like the end of the second period or something and I'm in the locker room you know in between periods so we're actually mm -hmm. texting back and forth and you know <laughs> from that point we're going back and forth and I'm saying hey you know two guys I'm reffing with are in from out of town and we're probably gonna go out later mm -hmm. tonight you guys want to meet up for a drink and you know the funniest part of the story it's none of that that Jenny tells the highlight <laughs> that Jenny tells is when we actually got to the bar um, mm -hmm. and you know, she was kind of looking around for me because I told her I was there. Um, she didn't recognize me when I came up to her. She <laughs> actually said, hey, I'm kind of waiting for somebody because I had a, obviously you see the referees, they have a helmet on and yeah. like a half shield. So I was like, yeah, you know, showed her the phone. I'm like, that's me. You're texting me. I'm like, either this is a uh, dynamic failure or <laughs> a really great story. So. Oh, <laughs> oh you're, you're the guy. Yeah. That that's too funny man so, could you put your helmet on please <laughs> yeah i was like uh recognize me now see so, that is too um, funny yeah sorry we jumped right into that i just really want to get that out there I, <laughs> the first time you told me that i almost beat myself I was, I was laughing so hard that's it's really funny it's a really it's a cool story honestly yeah, yeah. Um, and the rest is history rest is history um so coming up here and so october next year will be 10 years and uh, we were together three years before that, so. So it's funny how you mm. can like use like timetables and like I can tell you what point of history that they met because he's like they we texted each other, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, and it didn't cost ten cents <laughs> per text. Yeah, I wasn't playing Snake on my Nokia phone. Yeah, very good. Right. Like that, so. um, mm. How uh, how did you get in? Did you play hockey? I did. I did. So I played growing up. Um, you know, I played competitively. Um, but quickly kind of realized, you know, I started officiating when I was young, real young, probably about 10 years old. And it was really, I, I didn't even start playing hockey until I was like nine or 10. And um, funny story there is, you know, I played every sport underneath the sun and uh, my parents took me to the rink and they were like, you know what, you know, you keep hounding us to, to play hockey. And we think it's just probably because you have this obsession with the Mighty Ducks. That's when the Mighty Ducks really came <laughs> yes. out. And I don't know. I actually think, you know, maybe if the Mighty Ducks didn't come out, maybe I never would have found hockey. But mm. I'm like, God, that's kind of the coolest thing ever. I really want to try that. Yeah. But uh, it took me to the rink. And, you know, my dad's hearing the story about how much all of this costs and everything. And he's like, so they rented me some skates and went out for like public skate. And they're like, you know what? If you, if you can make it around the rink once, mm. make it around the rink once to just, kind of showed because this is a lot of money yeah um you know and little and behold I ran out skated around the rink and I could just kind of see my dad like oh no oh <laughs> he can actually do this oh no I mean I, I wasn't extremely graceful about it but you know I got around I mean I was athletic and um yeah we, they took me into the, the store that was there at the rink we bought all the pads and Got started there when I was 10. Man, and so. that's tough too because when you're 9 and 10, you're like, oh, I'm 11, none of this fits. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, it's funny, my um, my uncle uh, grew up playing hockey and so did my cousin Casey, and I actually helped do the strength conditioning for Alters hockey team, um, and they're actually doing pretty well this year. But yeah. it's cool, it's, it's a sport that I didn't really know a whole lot about, uh, but we talked a little bit before I started doing that and kind of telling me the the ins and the outs and what, what you need to work on because yeah. that's a one sport that is very explosive, very short intervals because they do line yeah. switches like 90, yeah. every 90 seconds, right? Yeah. So you're basically out there 
bust an ass for 90 seconds and then you rest. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I can't much too like a rest, a work to rest ratio workout here. Oh yeah. When you're doing a lot of stuff and you're doing something very quick and then you rest a certain amount of time. Yeah. You're increasing your heart rate. You're getting it up. Um, and you gotta be able to, you gotta be able to maintain that because right? yeah. those games, I mean, for the kids games alone, um, high school, 12 to 15 minute periods, but you know, you're looking at professional games. Those are 20 minute periods lasting two and a half hours. Yeah. They're long so, games. Like you don't really think about, I mean, those 20 minute periods and then you're, you're at a hockey game for a pretty long time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty awesome. It's a pretty incredible sport. I mean, with everything you got going on there, eye hand coordination, yeah. physicality, like you said, um, kind of that short kind of burst, but just the athleticism to be able to, to skate, like skating just in general is not oh, easy to do, especially when you're like jumping and cutting and going backwards, going forward, having got, you know, so hockey is, I, I feel like widely um, viewed as a sport. It's, it's, it's one of those things that's like, whenever you see it live, it's like your respect for it goes way up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those things, um, to your point, Mark, uh, I think that's how I got started in officiating because number one, uh, you know, I was a young kid, you know, needing to help pay for equipment, but you know, there was such a shortage of officials sure. out there, right? You've got, you know, Cincinnati's not a town that's that's it's not a hockey a town. hockey town, right? Yeah. So I think they're having the same problem now with like lacrosse. Lacrosse is booming, yeah. and they can't get enough officials to work. So mm-hmm. started doing those games when I was, you know, young, ten, and then little and behold when I was 14, 15 years old, there's such a shortage of officials. I was actually one of the, the few younger people that could actually do like high school yeah. games. And I'm refereeing people that are three or four years older than me. Oh, wow. Um, that's interesting. So that's, that's, that's kind of where it started to take off from there. Have you seen any really awesome hockey fights? <laughs> yeah. And I've been uh, in the middle of plenty of them. You ever been punched <laughs> in the mouth? Yeah, actually everything <laughs> everywhere. You don't need fake teeth, do you? I do. do. I you? do. So we're really putting it all out there, yeah, guys. Come yeah. on, hey, sorry. guys. You know, Bear your soul. Bear good. your soul. I told so, you, deepest, darkest secrets. These are just hockey secrets. It's fine. So actually, uh, probably one of the other stories that Jenny tells is that uh, when we first started dating, um, she actually uh, was a part of my uh, whole taking a puck to the face. Yeah, I've heard this. And um, so I have a... Uh, Did Jenny hit you with it? Yeah, uh, you know what? <laughs> She's a pretty strong girl, as you guys know. <laughs> Uh-huh. Old titanium plate through my face, actually. Yeah, so I took a uh, took a puck right to the face, and that was a couple weeks after we started dating. So and she mm. stuck it through. Stuck it through. I mean, she kind of got to put kind of put the puzzle back together, right? Mm. So yeah. I had you're a handsome dude, though. So it works out. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. it works was out. It, was it kind of like a Kanye West situation? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just through the wire. Definitely not enough. Not, not no. the drama there. No. Yeah. So, right. but I mean, did they have to like? Recon, you know, so you said you had a plate. Yeah. Did it, it broke your jaw? I would no, imagine. actually. No. So it, uh, it broke my orbital. Orbital. Oh, okay. So. More towards the eye. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Pretty oh, crazy. That's intense. Yeah. Uh, what? Um, so I don't want to jump around too much, but. <laughs> oh, but, we've already talked about. Yeah, the we, face, yeah. we started. We started. We started. All right. Thanks like, for listening. Hey, where are you from? All right. Jump right in. Nobody in this gym is going to look at me the same. That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. More respect. Like yeah. that guy's got a titanium plate in his face. <laughs> Good punch, it's Kenny. Like, it's like an X Man. Um, where where does uh, CrossFit? So where did CrossFit come in? So you basically yeah. said five six years ago you kind of quit um, uh, refing hockey. So yeah. was there kind of a void there? So it, yeah. you're 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 not necessarily playing 
an athletic sport, but you are working, physically working, and doing a lot of work in those games, I'm sure. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I refereed professionally for about seven years, um, traveled all over the country doing it. Um, how, many, how many, sorry to jump in, how many games like a week are we talking like? Three to four. Three to four, yes, yeah, so that's, so, you're, you're constant. Yeah, even through college, you know, when I got first hired on, you know, I would fly out of town like a Thursday night and I'd be back late Sunday night. So I'd do three or four games and then obviously out of college, I could do mm. more games during the week. I mean, we were actually pretty fortunate living in Cincinnati at the time. We had the Cyclones, we had the Dayton Bombers. Um, you know, I could get up to Toledo, Wheeling, West Virginia, a couple of different places mm -hmm. um, without having to fly anywhere. Sure. So yeah, I'd be doing three or four games a week and it's, you know, a lot of the people saw going to the Cyclones game um, just a couple of days ago here for Triumph. Um, yeah, it's there's th there's three officials on the ice and you're moving for two and a half hours mm -hmm. and you know you're not really seeing you know you know don't take this the wrong way because I know we've got you know football um, sure. officials and basketball officials but you know it's not one of those sports that you know y you can't call. There's not a lot of timeouts. Mm -hmm. um, even if there is, I mean, you're quickly picking up the pace and running. Sure. There's, it's not a, it's not a slow trot. It's not a slow jog. I mean, you're, you're yeah. skating intensely. Yeah. Well, and kind of to your point with the puck hitting you, like you have to be on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there are certain sports like a football or maybe a soccer where you have a, a chance of getting hit by a player, like yep. to the point where it's going to hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, but something like, you know, baseball, obviously you're just kind of standing there, you yeah. know, calling your balls and strikes or just calling outs. Um, you know, to your point, like you've experienced firsthand, like if you're, and I'm sure you weren't, it wasn't like you weren't paying attention. It's just wrong place, you know, know. Uh, wrong time kind of thing. Yeah. It's uh, so, I mean, that's the kind of thing. I mean, when, when you're at that level of fitness, I mean, you can't be thinking about, you know, oh my gosh, I, I need a break. I'm so winded or right. oh my gosh, I, I feel like I'm just going to pass out because if you're at that state mentally, mm -hmm. um, you're, you're done. to your point, you're done. Yeah. I mean, it's those players are going to catch on pretty quickly. You're going to let outside distractions take, take you. And then, you know, that's honestly, that's where a lot of, a lot of officials, that's where they don't move up in mm -hmm. the NHL ranks or, or other areas. Um, of growth within professional officiating with hockey but you know it's you got to be on your game and fitness is a huge part of that were you doing anything to uh kind of counteract you know that kind of fitness um were you, were you working out oh absolutely so um you know doing games three three four days a week i mean during the season being on the road, I'm, you know, generally we didn't have anything else to do other than go to the gym in the morning or do something. But when you're skating three or four games a week, you know, I really didn't have, to, it was more maintenance at mm, that point, mm -hmm. you know, just obviously keeping my lungs fresh, keeping my legs fresh. Um, it really didn't hit me until I retired about five and a half, six years ago. Um, I hit a major wall. I never had to worry about what I ate, what I did. Um, you're constantly yeah. burning calories. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, we had we had a meter on us once, and it was it was a point we were burning like a thousand calories a game mm. in some instances, and it, I mean, that's why you're worried about. I mean, we we had to eat a lot. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. um, so I just didn't have those same issues. So, you know, I I don't know. I I hit a major wall, and um, I gained almost thirty five pounds. Wow. Yeah. I mean, if you saw some pictures of me, um, very different yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> at that time. And, you know, now, I mean, it feels great. I'm back to where I was. Um, 
you know, even come to the gym just, you know, for a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got back there, but I wasn't there yet. Right. Sure. But, um, yeah, that was kind of a low point for me. Um, I was really trying to figure it out, but you know, did you, did you start to do anything on your own? Like, was it like, wow, I'm going to go start working out. <laughs> yeah. So I, you know, I did the, the whole urban active things, just showing up to the mm -hmm. gym, trying to do my own thing. And, you know, I, I quickly kind of realized that I had been working out with people my mm -hmm. whole life. Mm -hmm. yeah. And for me to just show up to the gym, it, it was completely foreign to me. Yeah, absolutely. So where, where did, uh, where'd CrossFit come in? Where'd you find, <laughs> were we the first people you tried? Was it like we found Triumph and yeah. So <laughs> it, I, I remember it pretty vividly because me and me and Jenny were kind of going back and forth on this. So she mm -hmm. found a Groupon and um i didn't know much about crossfit and that was for when you guys were sister organizations uh, with new cups yeah. so i started in the short time there yeah um but she found a group on and she's like hey <laughs> january 1st we're starting crossfit and i probably put up the world's biggest temper tantrum on this <laughs> <laughs> and uh, i really I, I think it was more fear of the unknown I, I didn't really know anything about it. And I, I remember sitting at work and YouTubing CrossFit and I'm like sending her a text saying, nope, <laughs> yeah, not doing this. And uh, my first workout we did was Karen. Oh, jeez. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And. Uh, I can't believe you came back. <laughs> <laughs> you know. This is like I, one of those things where you don't know what you don't know. Like yeah. I would never, ever ever put someone through Karen like yeah. within their first you know fundamentals whatever well it was outside it. of fundamentals yeah so it was my first real class okay oh yeah okay, okay. that makes that's a little bit better right either way that's an awful first workout yeah. to walk into yeah so we got through the fundamentals and I mean obviously the fundamentals are you know, you're going through obviously proper technique and everything you're still getting a good workout here and there but um yeah it wasn't until we first did the first workout in Karen um, <laughs> that put me on the floor and put me in a real quick reality check that, uh, in those next two or three days. Yeah. Every, everyone has that. You know, we talked about it several times on this kind of podcast, but it makes you rethink a lot. You know, oh, yeah. you're like, what did I just eat? What, you know, what's going on? Why, why is this happening? Um, well, I, you know, to be honest, I think that, uh, it was the best thing for me sure, at that time sure. because, you know, it quickly made me realize just in a year and a half how far mm. off my fitness level had gotten in just a short period of time. Mm. And, you know, a year and a half, I mean, it's, it's not a short period of time, but when you look at it from you your know, whole a life, year, it's a, a whole yeah. lifespan, it's, it seems small, but, yeah. but yeah, um, we, you know, just kept showing up, kept showing mm -hmm. up. And it was kind of one of those things that, you know, I would wake up and I'm like, I'm not doing that today. And it comes like two or three o'clock and I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going. Yeah. Mm. Um, love that. So just kind of got hooked. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. And uh, you know, it's a hard, it's a hard habit to stop once you get hooked. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good habit to have. Yeah. No, it's, it, there's, you know, cause again, you've had, you had that reminder, you had that, that like, wow, I, that was, I didn't realize how far off I was. Well, yeah. That one day of not going turns into two days of not going turns into a week of not going. Yep. And and then you get back to that path. You know, yep. I think we can all attest to the fact that if you take if you take a week off, it feels like you're starting over sometimes. Yep. You know. I, I feel like we all have those moments of 
you know, at least I, I do. Um, again, I'm not as, as fit as, as Mr. Baston, but from a, you know, just seeing workouts sometimes and I'm like, I don't want to do that today. Yeah. You know, and I've yesterday been, was a perfect example. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah, there's was, just, there's a certain days where you're just like, Hey, I don't want to do that. And I, and I, you know, and again, um, Jerry likes to ask on here about how has CrossFit like rewired your, your thinking and about things and stuff like that. And I know that's one of those things that for me personally, whenever I see something and I'm like, it, it almost to the point where you know, like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, but I'm going to, you know, like, cause I, I should do that. Like, Oh, 5k run. Like, I don't want to do that. Eh, I probably should though. Yeah. You know, it's got to, you know, work on multiple things and guess what? It's, it's functional fitness. Yeah. And, and ultimately I want to move, I'm going to move today. So I might as well move in a group that can push me as opposed to just trying to put something together on my own. So, yeah, I think back to your point. Um, so I was doing the urban actives. I was doing the different gym memberships and, you know, I actually found a trainer, um, that I started to work with because I realized pretty quickly that me showing up to the gym on my own was just, it was, it was not working. Sure. And, um, you know, it was, it was kind of like one of those specials that every time you walk into one of those gyms, they try to get you to do so many free sessions, different right. things like that. But I was actually really fortunate. All of a sudden, this, I swear, 60-year-old guy walks in. I'm like, okay, you know, he's, he's limping a little bit. You know, what's going on here? You know, That's great um, classman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... I spent about six months working with this guy and, you know, and it's a really sad story to be honest with you at the end. Um, he actually was um, suffering with stomach cancer and mm. nobody knew, but this guy was in such mm. incredible shape. He was getting through that, mm. but we never touched a weight. We, it was all dynamic workouts with burpees, with push-ups, with pull-ups. And I think that's what kind of, I, I started to see some results there inside six months. Right. And, I think that after, you know, we started to get going with CrossFit, obviously I'm making that correlation that, mm -hmm. you know what, this is absolutely the type of things that I've been accustomed to doing my mm -hmm. whole life. Um, and yeah. now you're with a group of people doing yeah. it. So it's, it's that whole added factor. It's kind of full mm -hmm. circle of, of I've been, you know, when you're in a large group of people, basically when you're on the ice with somebody yeah. and then, you know, you're starting to introduce these high intensity movements again, akin to very much a hockey game, you know, right. short, short burst energy and, and, uh, and then, you know, very small rest periods. I will say it was funny when we had the big strip, the turf going down the gym this way. I remember doing plate pushes the one day and Kenny just does those like they did nothing to him. I feel yeah. like, yeah. Uh, well, when I did my one-on-one -on -work, one workouts with Chris, he always found a way to make that hurt really bad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you do enough of something you do <laughs> after that. Yeah. Um, yeah. um but no, that's, that's where the long endurance workouts, you know, legs. I mean, yesterday, I mean, coming up the steps, I was thinking about Chris's face on every step. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, but great workout. I mean, that was, you know, kudos to Chris for putting that workout together. Yeah, it's a tough one, man. And that's, that's the nice thing is, you know, you look at something even like today. Um, we'll be posting this later on. But, you know, just one of those things where you look at the week and you look at, you know, we do this programming preview so that hopefully you can plan your week out mm -hmm. to make those days they're going to be very important yeah. to you right um if, if you're one that is going to need a little bit more of a push in um, the heavy weightlifting, we have those days if mm -hmm. you're a day where you need a little bit more of that gymnastics type work we have those days so you know we put those out so that you know that this is what's coming up you know we post that workout the night before so you can plan your day around it because yep. mm -hmm. you know if you only come to the days where it's a 40 minute 
just long endurance Metcon, you're missing a huge chunk sure. right. of your training. And it's very important you try and get there as many days as you can. Yeah, yep. I mean, week to week, ultimately, we're programming CrossFit. You know, yeah. I mean, and the programming has seen a lot of different iterations. But I think we've, you know, we've definitely gone back to this grassroots style mm-hmm. of, you know, I think the workout yesterday was actually a .com, you know, CrossFit.com mm. um, workout, which is, again, they put out amazing stuff. Yep. And we look at ourselves time and time again, and we're like, guys, how do we use the program a strength, accessory, and then a workout that- and still fit it into an hour? And the answer was we weren't really featuring our coaching as much. Mm-hmm. So I think that's an opportunity excuse me, even, um, you know, on a day like yesterday, when you have a lot of different components in a workout, that's gonna take some people 20 minutes, 20 to 25 minutes. Um, you know, getting all that in is a yeah. full, full day, but you know, for the people that are cherry picking, they're missing like to Jared's point, a good, you know, stimulus. Cause it's such a good blend of fitness from a, you know, intermediate to short sprint to long to heavy to medium to short, you know, um, that's, that's just week in and week out. Yep. So I applaud you and, and, you know, so you can get into, you know, talking about you and, and your wife coming and now your daughter and your son and, you know, even your neighbor, you, you know, like <laughs> you're like such an, such an awesome promoter of the gym because you show up, yeah. you know, like you just, you just get it yeah. from a, like, Hey, you know what? I know I probably don't want to necessarily do um, you know, heavy this or, or long this today, but guess what? I'm going to show up and do it. Yeah. Well, I think that, um, it was probably about a year and a half in. So this is still at the old gym, obviously. And, uh, you know what? I, I kind of hit a point. I was really frustrated. I was really frustrated because I was, I was, I was losing weight. Um, I felt better, mm-hmm. but coming from such a competitive nature, what I did, I, I mean, I, I'm not looking to go to regionals or go to the CrossFit sure. Games or anything, but you know what? I, I certainly wanted to be able to increase my PRs on my mm-hmm. lifts. I wanted to mm-hmm. be able to see some some progression in my times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I honestly realized about a year and a half in that I wasn't committed. Mm. And what I mean by that is, is that I was just kind of going through the motions. And sure. But don't get me wrong, walking into the gym any day is better than sitting, you know, sitting at home. That, yeah, that old adage is right? doing something is, is you're beating all the yeah. people sitting at home, you know. But I just had a different goal for myself. Yeah. Now, I definitely noticeably saw a change in you. And I'm so glad you just brought that up because it was one of those things. I don't know if it was the CrossFit Open the one year um, where you were just like, hey, you know what? I'm going to go scaled. I'm going to own it. And I believe you did. Uh, you know, I, I do not believe... You did a phenomenal job, but I believe you finished like an amazing spot in the scale division. Yeah. And I just remember you pouring yourself into every workout, like giving it everything you got. And more so than you would had you done it as RX. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually, let's take a quick break because yeah. I want to come back and talk about a couple of things. You touched on um, some your personal trainer um, and how that how you saw those correlations. I want to talk about that a little bit when we come back because... Um, we did a little episode on, on personal training and how you can accompany what we do in here. And additionally, I want to talk a little bit about that mindset for the open because we do have that coming up and, uh, we just mapped over 2018 and, uh, that's coming up here in just a couple months. So we'll be right back. My name is Kathy Laws and I, I've always kind of worked out. So in my twenties and thirties, I belonged just to like various gyms. And I think that when I was around 40, um, 
somebody start one of the trainers that I knew kind of got certified in CrossFit and so I wanted to try something different started with that and there was just this great little core group of people that started doing it at a different gym and then that group followed a trainer over to to the to the original gym so I'm one of the original members of Triumph I think about all the other gyms that I've belonged to and you know I'd go and I'd kind of work out in my 20s and my 30s and being a member here I think if you told me back then sort of how important this place would become to me and how important the people would become to me, I probably wouldn't have believed you because you just think it's a place you work out. But it's really not. It's, it's where the, a, a huge group of my friendships are and um, I just know that all these, there's a community of people here that have my back. So it's just a really, really important part of my life. I think I would say that I know it can be intimidating and I have a lot of friends that I've talked to who say things like, oh, I, I can't go, I have to be in shape before I come here. But I just think that, especially as I've gotten older, you want to surround yourself with positive people that want you to kind of be your best self and that is absolutely what you're going to get when you walk in the door here. The owners, the coaches, and all of the members here, they just are it's just a great core group of people that want to see everybody kind of be the best version of themselves. So there's no way that you're gonna walk through those doors. Even though it feels a little scary, it's a little intimidating, the workouts definitely can be intimidating, it's just gonna positively impact your life, I have no doubt. The thing that I really didn't realize when I became a member here is how much Triumph has helped me grow as a person, as a parent, I'm a better parent because of this place and I am definitely in a happy, a really happy marriage because of this place. My husband and I come here, we work out together. If he has a day off, we are working our whole day around, coming and spending time here. It helps me set a fantastic example for my kids, especially my teenagers. But And I would say that not only at age 47 am I physically stronger, I am like I said, a better mom and a better wife because of this place. You know, if I think about the last six months here, I think about the fact that Triumph, the coaches and the owners have asked me to sleep better. They've asked me to eat better. They've asked me to try new things, that, um, you know, try and take a class or something. They've asked me to find a way to serve others, to, to kind of be involved in philanthropy. So it's not just my physical strength that's better. I'm a better person because Triumph helps me think about total wellness. Everything that's going to make me be the best version of myself. And I just, it's, that's pretty priceless, you know, what this place is offered to, to me. And we're back. We're here with uh, Kenny Ash on Everyday Athlete Podcast. We left talking a little bit. We left immediately talking about the the Open, um, uh, but I want to jump back just a little bit because he talked a little bit about getting started in fitness and finding a personal trainer that kind of, when he got into CrossFit, saw a big carryover from what he was doing, what he was seeing the most results. Um, what I really want to ask is, because you're, you're, one, you're one of the people here that has invested pretty heavily in some personal training. Mm -hmm. um, so I think the, the, the thought is with CrossFit is that you're getting this, well, someone's doing my programming, yeah. we're getting this well-rounded blanket program, but I think the issue is that you're getting a well-rounded blanket program. 
Yep. So my, I guess the, the thought being behind that is if you have 100, 200, 300 members, you are programming one program for 100, 200, or 300 individuals. Mm -hmm. So there's going to be deficiencies. So if you are um, struggling with a handstand push-up, but the other 199 people aren't struggling with the handstand push-up, you're never probably going to get better at a handstand mm -hmm. push-up. Within because they show up, we have um, you know our foundational movements, but then we also have these kind of side cutoff uh, accessory movements or mm -hmm. versions of movements. Right? You have a three different positions in a snatch, three different positions in the clean, you have four overhead lifts, you have five different ways to do pull-ups, yeah. so on and so on. So if you're struggling with one thing, the likelihood of that thing coming back around for you to work on it is going to be slim to none in some cases. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think where the personal training comes in is now you can say, hey, Mark, I want to work with you on X. Mm -hmm. um, and I know you can probably speak a little bit to that because I know you've done some a pretty decent amount of personal training, particularly with Chris, mm -hmm. right? So uh, what what were the things you kind of went to, went with the, the mindset when you started doing a lot of personal training? Yeah, I think that um, when I hit that wall of realizing that, you know, I, I'm progressing, but I'm just not getting to where I want to be. Um, mm -hmm. Overall, that was the wall you had that we left just talking about, right? Yeah, about a year and a half into CrossFit. Yeah, um, you know, it was. These are not easy movements that we're doing by any means, right? So we, you know, a lot of people we, we go through the fundamentals, um, but you know, to really visually understand and break those movements down for a snatch or for a clean, um, there's a lot to that. And I, you know, I'm a visual learner. I'm to the point where I want to know at what point I'm doing something wrong. Um, and I think that that kind of clicked with me that, you know what, if I really wanted to start seeing more results, I need to put a little bit more into this and not just sign up for personal training, but just commit to everything else. And whether that was, you know, the focus on personal training, the diet and everything. But, um, you know, sitting down, I went to Chris and I said that, you know, I'm, I'm at a 75, 95 pound snatch. I'm still off balance. You know, I'm not seeing the progression of my cleans. You know, I'm not really getting um, large repetitions of pull-ups or handstand mm. push-ups. And you start to put programming around that. And yeah. When I hear that, I almost think like, you know, uh, the, 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 year, the first year and a half, and again, you're going to figure out a lot. And I think that's a very, like, kind of uh, accurate time, time point for a lot of people, that year to two years kind of in... CrossFit when you're like man some of this stuff just really isn't clicking the way that I thought it would be it's almost like when you're going to work or something you know like you're like going to work you're yeah. kind of collecting a paycheck you're doing a nine-to-five and you're and you, and you know one day you just wake up and you're like what am I doing like I, you know and if I want to get a raise or whatever whatever the case may be guess yeah. what I'm gonna apply myself a little bit more I'm gonna show up a little bit earlier I'm gonna maybe mm -hmm. be proactive about you know solving some problems or whatever it is and, and, I, and I feel like, you know, it's one of the things where we might not always do the best job about it is, is really demonstrating the value of personal training. You know, again, we're not salesmen, um, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're trainers. Um, so ultimately at the end of the day, it, it is a kind of a weird conversation with, to have with people sometimes around like, hey, yeah, you're already paying to come here, but guess what? You can see even better results. Yeah. And it's hard not to just be like dollar sign, you know, like to, yeah, for a lot the of people, people think it's just a money grab. But in reality, what yeah. we're trying to do is give you the keys to the castle. Yeah. You know, well, it's not just that. It's it's also preventing injury. Sure. Um, and just awareness. 
you know, I think that was one of the biggest things for me is that, you know, we're throwing up heavy weight and stepping back and actually doing lighter weight and now understanding mm. the mechanics and sure. what goes into it. But, you know, you'll quickly realize real, you know, we talk about this in the beginning of class a lot of, you know, where you sore, what's hurt and what's going on. And, you know, if you're starting to get sore in some really weird areas mm. that nobody else is, you know, having problems with, you're potentially yeah. uh yeah, the yeah. lift might be a little bit off it's like if my sh if your shoulders hurt from lunges like there's something <laughs> right, mechanically right. wrong with what you're doing that's absolutely right and you that's need someone point. to be able to assess to just take a step back and say well yeah this is why you know your yeah. your your right knee is going 12 inches over top of your ankle right. whenever you do lunges well and again to, to your point too whenever you whenever you start it like you said hey my background was was skating and mm -hmm. doing hockey and and like typically when you play a sport you have a pre-existing injury mm -hmm. you know gen generally speaking or or minimally you have some type of imbalance um postural you know um, mm -hmm. postural uh you know uh, wise and whenever you begin a program like this some of the movements will expose those kind of instabilities and a lot of time kind of unbeknownst to you and until it gets to a point where it's like, man, this really freaking hurts. Yeah. So, um, it's, again, it's just one of those things, like you said, just being proactive and, and almost doing a self kind of, kind of diagnosis, um, you know, almost weekly, like, hey, you know, I'm having this repetitive problem with my ankle yep. or whatever it is. Yeah, absolutely. I um, actually just before today was talking to a member um, after class, and, you know, we can – the, the human body, the human mind is an amazing thing and you can truly do anything you want to do, anything you want to put your mind to, but know that there's going to be a takeaway somewhere else, mm -hmm. right? You have mm. a finite amount of energy, you have a finite amount of, you know, and, and like you said, you hit this wall and you realize that I have some more to give and I'm going to try and take it there. Now, like yeah. you said, I'm not trying to go regional, I'm trying to do the game. Well, if you decide you want to do that, you, you're athletic enough, you could put the work in and, and improve yourself even more, but you have... You have a job, you have a family, and something else has to suffer. So yep. it's taking, like Mark said, that self-assessment, not just physically, but also emotionally and mentally, and thinking like, okay, am I overreaching myself at the gym? Because mm -hmm. that's the opposite side of it, where we see people like, I'm gonna throw myself into this and, and not make it out alive on the other side. Right. Well, I think it's also, you know, what you're doing outside of the gym. Sure. Um, that's quickly what I realized. 100%. Um, you know, when I, when I talked about, I'm not fully committing is a lot of that had to do with my diet sure, too, you sure. know, before, you know, as I said, I never had to worry about what I ate or, you know, or counting calories mm -hmm. or looking at macros, um, very different in terms of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, realizing that, yeah, you know what, it, I can't keep coming here and getting frustrated when I'm not providing that level of commitment. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you know what? I, I don't, uh, I can't be allowed to right. vent to any of you guys to, with that type of attitude yeah. because you guys put so much into it. And if I'm not taking it outside of the gym, seriously, mm -hmm. as I am inside, um, that's, I'm just doing that to it's myself. Almost like, Would you, you like know, to be, do be on a commercial? Like <laughs> <laughs> kind of a, yeah. I, I think I have one of my triumph t-shirts on actually Kayla, we, uh, we were shopping the other day and you know, Kayla said, Dad, are you going to buy anything that doesn't say Triumph on it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, outside of work clothes, it's like all no, Triumph. <laughs> hey, no, it's yeah. not, Kayla. All right. 
you can be our first sponsored athlete. But when I when I heard you say that, it's, it's you know I'm, maybe I'm king of the analogies today, but like it's almost like you're complaining about getting bad grades, but you're not studying. Yep. You know exactly. You're just not. You know, hey, uh, hey, Kenny. Uh, okay, today we're gonna read chapters uh, three through seven, and we'll have that by the end of the week. And now I'm just wanna, I'm just gonna show up to class. Yep. I'm just gonna check the box. Yep. I feel like that that is again, uh, really a fabric we're trying to really um, persist and do our due diligence in creating here is we want a fabric, we want a culture here that's not just checking boxes. Yeah. And you know, we want we want everyone to have. Um, be filled up by the time they leave here in a sense of knowledge, have power from, hey, you know what, I'm equipped to, um, you know, if it's Friday, I'm equipped this weekend to not make terrible decisions and actually get my food prep in this this week and eat the right things Mm -hmm. and put myself, you know, in a position to plan to come to the gym four or five, six days a week, you know, and I get it. Like life is extremely busy for everyone. We're we're sitting here two days before Thanksgiving. You know, people are traveling, people are, you know, doing all these things. But at the end of the day, um, you know, it's the whole analogy. Like we want to be the be the people in your life that lead you right up into the water, and all you have to do is drink. Yep. You know, and that's what I'm. I'm so uh, excited when people like yourself, Kenny, get it. And you're like, you know what? I was, it was, it was on me. Cause so many people in those situations, whenever they figure, you know, f- do that self analysis and they, and they conclude that, Hey, it's actually, um, not working. This program is not working. Um, they're going to be quick to point to fingers. Mm-hmm. And if it's not us, it's the next, it's the next people, you know, that are in their life. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, you looked in the mirror and you're like, I can do something about this. Yep. And you had the trust to, to come in and do it. And, and, Damn it, you're getting the results, and, and I'll tell you what, I've no no BS. Like, you become one of the, the the best damn athletes we have at the gym because of the work. So it's 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 yeah. it's definitely doesn't go on notice. I saw a mindset shift for sure, and I think a lot of that began that year and a half ago. And um, jumping ahead to this, that, was it this past open or that was a couple opens ago? So I think it two two yeah. opens ago. I think is the one where it was like, you know what, um, um beating myself down about not being able to do everything rx right like i mm-hmm. think for a lot of people like you know you get a muscle up workout or you get a yep. handstand push-up workout where it's like well why am i going to do this because i can do one or i can you yep. know or i can't do anything or whatever the, the weight and you know kenny said it was super impressive I, it was one of my favorite things to watch to be completely honest because um i, I watched a goal set i watched a goal carry out beat be carried out week after week after for five weeks straight and watch you just sell out, which is mm. what the open really is. Yeah. And I watched you sell out for five weeks straight on your back after it wasn't like, I'm just going to do this just lack of days ago. Like I watched you treat it as if the world was going to end at the end of this, you know, mm. you're and deep in that pain cave. It was, it was, it was, it was very <laughs> impressive to watch. Do you remember that first year that you tried that where you ended up on that? That's that kind of leaderboard. Yeah, so I was—I think I was seventh in the state. Um, and the one thing that took me back—I I think I was like 110 or 115 in the world. Wow, wow. that's uh, amazing. You know, and and you know, people you throw whatever you want out there, like oh, it's scaled. You don't understand. Like the work, it wasn't like there was less work put into it. No, no. it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. So we talk about the open because you know, we have some big plans for the gym for the open this year, and making it as engaging and exciting as, as possible. What are some of the things maybe, because 
coming from the horse's mouth to someone who did it versus like, I can tell people that maybe they need to scale. Like what was the big decision for you that was like, I need, I'm going to do this for me and I'm going to do it at this level. Yeah. I think it, it kind of feeds back into that personal training I was doing with Chris. Um, it's still doing, um, you know what? I wanted to be able to go in and it, for me to do it RX, I should be able to do at least 90% of it, 85, 90% of the movements. That's kind of where I set it in my head. Other people might have different goals. Um, when I decided to do it scaled, um, I definitely, you know, having, you know, that tough discussion with myself, I wasn't there. I was far from that. I wasn't, you know, handstand pushups, not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously I could do pull-ups, chest bar pull-ups, but could I do large sets and large repetitions at the time? No, I, I couldn't. Um, so that's kind of where I just, I, I really wanted to be able to measure my progress and that's where I, and said. you and mm-hmm. owned it like the, so, so I think that the throughput is the ego was lacking. Yeah. Yeah. Checked my ego at the door and yeah, it's tough that, to do, especially is, for the guys, you know, you, you see, know. you see, you see Instagram posts and you know, check your ego at the door. <laughs> How many people actually do that? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and to be able to actually take a step back take an assessment of where you're at and say, this is where I'm at, but I'm going to just crush it is, is it's a different level. And it's, it's something that we strive for all of our people to get to because I've had my ego checked for me and mm-hmm. I can do it now by myself. Like I can do it, but it basically took something else checking for me mm-hmm. to realize that like, well, it's you're, tough, but you know, and, and to that point, man, you just have to have that humility to be able to, 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 to sit with it. You know, because look, there's two schools of thought there too. Like Kenny could have been like took that self analysis and been like, "Yeah, man, I should probably do scaled," or he could have just quit. (laughs) You know, like not done it at all. Exactly. Like, no, actually, I'm just not going to do it. We see that uh, more often than not too, unfortunately. Um, So uh, one thing that ties in that humility, and I think what that makes you also as a leader, um, and now you're basically leading the family through CrossFit. So we've got basically the whole crew involved, right? So yeah. who's all coming here? Yeah, so obviously everybody uh, knows now Kyle and Kayla. Um, Kyle being 6'3", I think it is. Still, still growing. Still he'll be, he'll be seven foot by the end of the year. <laughs> I mean, the shoe size on him right now is, is crazy. He's going to be a beast. Yeah, and Kayla. So, um, yeah, they, they weren't playing sports at the time. And, um, you know, they they uh, they. St- They've showed up to the gym once or twice and saw Jenny and I um, doing our thing. And, you know, it was kind of tricking them into coming on a Saturday. And, um, um, you know, Kyle loves it. Kayla loves it. Um, they're awesome, too. Yeah. And they're they're good about it. I mean, they know that, hey, I need to take a day off. Mm, I love that maturity already. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they're not, they're not doing it six, seven days a week. I mean, you know, we kind of have a rule, you know, you're going to do it at least twice for the week if you really want to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I mean, they're, they're eager to come to the gym. Um, it's been great. I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to see a whole family yeah. rolling together. I mean, maybe different yeah. times with, with your and Jenny's schedule, but it's pretty cool to see basically a whole family here doing something together. How is that? Um, that How does that change the dynamic like at home? Because, I mean, mm-hmm. you, you can't just act like, again, you said it yourself, like, I, like well, I have to eat better, you know? Yeah. Like, has, has that changed a lot, like, with, like, family dinners? And- sure. So, you know, we, um, 
you know, we do a lot of pre-cooked meals. Um, we don't force the kids. I mean, they're growing. I mean, they need their fats. They, they need <laughs> different things. We've all been there. Right? Yeah. And Jenny, I'm, I'm sure you guys have seen, she's doing such an amazing job right mm-hmm. now. She's she's working really closely with Andy. Um, mm. I'm doing it too, but she's definitely, she's far ahead of mm-hmm. me. Um, she's lost a ton of weight. She looked great before, but she's you know, she had some goals that she wanted to meet. And, um, so she's taken it a little bit further and mm-hmm. doing a phenomenal job. She looks oh, great. Fantastic. Um, but as far as home, yeah, I mean, it's certainly, we're getting, there's a lot more Kayla say we having chicken again, dad. I mean, we get that a lot. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we, uh, we definitely eat healthier, you know, there's really the kids never really drank soda and sugar mm-hmm. drinks as it is. It's awesome. So there wasn't a huge change there, but, um, yeah, it's definitely, it's a much, deeper discussion when it comes to time to think about dinner that's pretty cool yeah, that's, so, that's fantastic you uh you also travel a lot correct i do i do so how um, does that how does that work <laughs> with with do you drop into gyms a lot do you do stuff on your own is it this is my rest it probably depends on how long you're out somewhere yeah you know uh, and that's the thing i'm used to traveling through hockey and then through work um you know most of the time i'm not gone for any more than maybe three days yeah. um i think I try to not be gone a full five days. Obviously, there's times where, where that'll happen. If that happens, yeah, I try to drop into a gym here and there. But to be honest, I think one of the other check here you go at the door and mm-hmm. r- reality check, I need a rest. Sure. And I try to, you know, build that in before, you know, I think that, you know, from the commitment standpoint, mm-hmm. I was kind of going Monday to Friday, come to CrossFit, try to fit in a couple of the weekends, mine, I'm going to do whatever I want. And you know what? I kind of changed my mentality. And you know mm-hmm. what? Maybe my my five day week's going to be through Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to be here at open gym. Or I'm going to be make sure I'm at a Saturday class. But yeah, mm-hmm. I tried to try to fit in a little bit more rest or do some hotel workouts. Yeah. Um, people, what people, is, what, sorry um, to jump in. Uh, what does your rest kind of look like? Maybe expand upon that just a little bit. Do you do any type of like mindfulness stuff? Is there? Is it just like when I rest, it's you know, I'm still kind of just doing my, my day job kind of thing. Yeah. You know, I, sometimes it'll be like, you know, when it's warmer out, I'm usually not one. Jenny's got us running a, uh, a uh, Thanksgiving day race and it's going to be oh, pretty cool. I'm not, I'm not one to really run when it's cold, mm-hmm. but I might do like a light jog, stuff sure. like that. Okay. But you know, I'd like to say I was doing pretty well, um, stretching before mm-hmm. I probably mm-hmm. need to get back around to that a little bit sure. more. Um, but it's really trying to take the time off. Right, yeah, that body. mental. Because I look at someone like you, you're just so so busy, family, serious job, travel, and then you are hitting it hard with, with CrossFit. I, I feel like this is definitely something that a lot of a lot more people can benefit from is those like kind of mindfulness, like, hey, you know what, actually I just like to, to read a little bit or like you said, go on a walk. It doesn't have to always be a run or you know whatever it is, take the dog for a walk or just relax, yep. you know? Um, cause I know whenever, um, I, I try to rest, there's, there's, there's a big difference between like, that was a good rest day or that was a wasted day. You yeah. know what I mean? So, and, and I agree, like, I think everyone can be guilty, you know, trainers included of like taking those rest days and not like taking advantage of like doing some, some ROM or, or stretching or, mm-hmm. you know, hitting just 
Just uh, mobility. Yeah, just mobility in general. There's a difference between, yeah, like you said, a rest day and, and just a wasted day. Because yeah. if, if you just sit on the couch, you're being sedentary. Like you can still be active and, and still rest. Yep. You know, it sounds, it's counterintuitive. The, the, and I don't even consider an active rest day like I used to do, just row for a half hour or something like that. It, doesn't, mm-hmm. it can literally be, I'm going to roll out for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's one of those things that we actually had this discussion, Mark, just a little bit ago about, you know, Ron Watt's a great tool, you know, and at generally speaking, it's going to be 20 to 25 minutes. And I guarantee you all of us waste probably 25 minutes yep. before we go to bed every night anyways. Right. You know, um, could be spent doing some even, again, 10 passes on a foam roller on your quads yep. or calves or IT can, bands. And if you can actually do it with the with, with the phone away, you know, actually yeah. like, you know. Cause <laughs> My warm up uh, usually takes about an hour, but it actually takes 10. <laughs> You know, because they'll do those breathing exercises and stuff like that. And when you talk about, you know, your different systems within your body, like just concentrating on your breath mm-hmm. and, and clearing your mind because of just everyone is just so connected yeah. know, at all times. Well, I think the other thing, you know, listening to your body and kind of a shout out to Dr. Aaron, you know, sure. he was just down there, by the way. He's probably going to text me. He's going to be like, I haven't seen you in a little while. But, you know, <laughs> that was kind of another thing. It's in my rest days, you know, going and getting realigned or massage yeah. massage from Aaron, you know, doing things like that. You know, those are things I kind of probably took for granted before. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they sound like some some people might think that those are unneeded. But when you're putting your body under that kind mm-hmm. of continuous stress, you know, well, it goes a long way. And, and when you've established, like, it's the long game, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, yeah. you know, this isn't even a five year plan. <laughs> right. It has to be it has to be right. a lifetime plan, because, again, you, you're, it's not like you're going to get to this peak level of fitness and then that's it. Like you mm-hmm. get to a peak level of fitness and then as soon as you stop, it starts to go down. Yeah, right. So you have to, we have to get a maintenance period and that maintenance <laughs> period has to include some sort of recovery. And I tell people when they start here, you know, because it'll be day one is a, is a soul crusher for a lot of people, you mm-hmm. know, when they, mm-hmm. you know, squats, basically a pulling motion and a pushing motion. Well, if you haven't done anything, you know, you're going to be real sore. And then the day two is, hey, you're we're asking a lot out of your body every day here. Mm-hmm. The more you do here, the more you have to do to take care of it. Mm-hmm. Again, everything. There's no free lunches in nature mm-hmm. there. Everything that you do is going to have an affecting result. So if you just pile on more work, pile it physical or mental, if you're at your actual job, pile on more, pile on more, pile on more, something is bound to break. Mm-hmm. And in some cases, it's your body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just think it's very important to be able to have, have, just have some sort of plan, at least a go-to for your, your recovery, mm-hmm. you know? You know, again, I think the magic word is discipline. It, it's, it's tough, yep. you know, it's tough to, you know, plan 10 minutes you know believe it or not like even saying that sounds ridiculous but it's tough to plan 10 minutes to stretch but if you are consistent with it you know however many days it is to form a habit 30 whatever it is i I guarantee kenny your odds go up whenever your your wife your daughter your son all go to gym with you you know and you have that support group around you that that you know that that constant like reassurance like oh yeah we uh, we are gonna eat healthy tonight. We mm-hmm. are gonna, you know, stretch out and do you know, uh, positive things. Absolutely. Um, we always uh, we kind of close things out here. This is always a question that's fun to ask, and <laughs> and uh, I'm sure if you've listened before, you've heard it. So um, you've have you have a wide array of uh, physical background, and you've been with us for some time. So interested to hear uh, what is your definition of fitness? You know. 
and I hate to say it because if you listen to any of of Glassman's programming or mm. podcasts or talk, I mean, honestly, it's it's your ability to do life, mm. right? And I think that that's what when I whether I hit my wall or when I stopped reffing, I realized that things weren't coming as easy to me anymore. I remember just taking down Christmas decorations off mm. the house and I was like winded. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? This is not good because you know what? Family probably wants to do something later in the day and I'm just beat. Mm. Right? I'm gonna need a nap. And I'm gonna need a nap, right? So yeah, it's I think that that's, that's the end goal to your point, Jared, is that, you know, when that day of retirement finally does come, you know, me and Jenny want to be able to go and enjoy ourselves and you don't just want to sit around and watch Netflix. (laughs) We do a lot of unlimited Netflix. I mean, I love that. And I think that's hitting the nail right on the head. And, and, uh, you know, I think that should be, I'm biased, but I think that should be everyone's goal, you know, (laughs) to, to be able to live an active life. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, so just a couple uh, pointers here. We did talk a little bit about personal training. We do have until the end of January through January 31, four personal training sessions for $99, uh, which is uh, over half off what it would normally cost. So um, you can get those through us. Additionally, get ready for the open. We talked a little bit about that as well. That'll be starting at the end of February, and it will be here before you know it. It's a very short time away. We're going to have a lot of fun things here at Triumph. So Um, We'll get you guys signed up and joining our big team here. So, and thank you all for listening to Everyday Athlete. Join us next week as we dive deep into the lives of those who make us great. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks, Kenny. Thanks.